Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick a favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to a special edition of the Boomtron Podcast. Today, I'm joined again by Damon and Amy, and we're going through the top five of 2020 for each of us, right? Each of us? Is it special because it's late because you couldn't record, or is it special for another reason? It's special because I'm here and I'm special, so... Okay. (laughs) I got you. So, So, yeah, like I said, each one of us has our own top five uh, five for 2020. I don't know your list. You don't know my list. So I'm I'm kind of curious to see what you guys have, see if we have any shows that match. Let's set the backstory that this was like pulling teeth to get you guys to agree to five so i'm i'm kind of curious to to what made the cut as well and of course also the backstory it's because diego and i watch so much because we're so dedicated that we are watching everything that netflix has to offer off podcast Mm -hmm. you just you guys are indecisive that's really all it means let's call it what it is We, we we all know that you're the one that just trashes shows five minutes in and then that's it you don't well, even give some shows a chance. Even the shows that you say you want to watch, you end up not watching. Hey, if I don't like them, <laughs> I don't like them. It, you know, I kind of came onto the same sort of um, realization with books as well. There's so many out there. Why am I wasting my time on something that I just doesn't grab me from the start? There's too much out there. There's too much television for that. So there, <laughs> how's that? So who's going to go? How are we going to do this? Are we going to go like each give one? I feel like that would be the best way to approach this, wouldn't it? Sure, we could do it that uh, way. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just gonna be napping through Amy's. Probably, I'll be honest with you. I think I think that we're all gonna <laughs> listen. I'll start then, and, and you all can right. check them off your list. So, the Queen's Gambit. I, I would assume that at least one of you had that, but who knows? Well, so hold on. Guys. Let me before we keep going. If you have it a show at number four, and then Amy has it at like number two, is she gonna share we, right away, we, or we are we gonna share wait right till? Away. I don't have mine in order. Okay. Mine oh, are okay, just okay. very fluid. Okay, okay, so hang on a second. And I told you I was going to do this, and I'm doing it because I narrowed down my list to five for you. But I think that there are some that it's important that I mention anyway. I'm not going to go into detail about them. That, but that I defeats am going the to whole say, top five it purpose. It doesn't defeat. You can say, hey, this was the best of 2020. There were some other really amazing things Well, we can get to those happened. at the end then. How's that? Oh, so people okay. can cut out on those when they're like, oh, we already got our top five. All right, so I have Queen's Stay Gambit. Stay tuned for my others at the end of the podcast. Yeah, it'll be like a little extra at the end. So <laughs> oh, another Amy segment? Excuse me? <laughs> another <laughs> Amy segment? Of course. We don't have an Amy segment. Well, what's the podcast about at that point? Seriously. <laughs> so does anyone else have it before I kind of talk about I it? I do. I had it I at do number well. two. Okay, well, I had no, no order. So I had it at number one, so... Wow. Okay. That's interesting. I, I would say that if I had to place it, it definitely wasn't, it, it would be lower down on my list than that. But, you know, so what kind of put it on your list? I, I thought that it had this sort of, it was a refreshing take on chess and it was about chess and it wasn't about chess. It was about a lot of different things, but from the filming to the characters to the acting, I, I think that it kind of hit on everything there wasn't an episode that i was like bored you know with watching i was you know excited to see what was happening i I enjoyed it thoroughly 
I would agree. I would agree. I found it to be visually appealing. Like, I loved the fashion and the, like, I loved the way that they kind of immersed you in the time period. I thought that was awesome. And then, as I said when we talked about it in the podcast, yes, it was about chess, and I enjoyed the chess because I like the game of chess. But I really enjoyed the relationship piece of it, watching her build a family over the years um, as this girl who really didn't have one. I just, I there, I loved everything everything about this show and so it definitely was my number two yeah like i said it was my number one for everything you guys said that i just like the character arc of this one just from where she started as a kid her addiction how she kind of overcame it went back to it and like you said amy she built that family that at first like it's almost like she didn't want them around Mm -hmm. but then she kind of figured it out a little bit and then she came around and she found out that she was better a better chess player and a better person with those family members that she had and it was just the story was so good and like you said i like chess too and just all those little intricacies of chess and how they were able to play whole chess games in their heads on the car ride to new york and i thought the show was just well done it was binge worthy i wanted to watch every episode like right away yeah and completed i I think that's one of the things that that helped this a little bit was the completion of it. it it ended well we pretty much got a look into everything that we wanted to know. And I think that's what put it on my list is that, you know, there was not a lot of loose ends that weren't tied up. I liked that they mm-hmm. brought back the characters from the beginning. We kind of knew what was going on with everyone. And, and that's a big thing for me is this, you know, completion of the arc. I, I get some people love not knowing or kind of having that sort of, well, you know, this could have happened to them or that could have, I, I don't love that. I think the completion part of it was huge for me. I agree. There wasn't, I wasn't there at the end of the episode being like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen in season two. No, I was completely satisfied. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. From the first episode to the last episode, every I character, find, everything, everything was well done. See, so to, to help me along here, I find that a lot of times, especially if I'm watching something that I'll fast forward through parts that just or just a little slower, a little bit, eh. And I think the shows that kind of made my list were shows where I didn't fast forward. See, I, I had this sort mm. of understanding of what made a show for me. So, okay, well, that's good that we all kind <laughs> I of... I felt like that was a slight jab there, D. Uh, not even slight, but yeah. Not even slight? Oh, oh, man. I'm just, all I'm right. just saying. Um, all right, so I'm going to pick next, because I know I have a few that you guys 100% don't have. Okay. Alive. A- a so it's this movie, right? It's a zombie movie. It was just... Look, it was about zombies and it wasn't about zombies. It was about human interaction. It was about being, you know, just trying to stay alive. I, again... This was the one, sorry, dude. This was the one where they were, like, in the apartment buildings. He had the drone. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and and for me, it just had this feeling of being a little bit more than what you saw at the surface. I like the character interactions, and this was a dubbed movie, which, again, sometimes is difficult when you look at the acting and and things like that. It had enough for me. It felt like it was um, kind of like an episode of Walking Dead when Walking Dead was good. (laughs) Like, it, it had all the things that people would always chime about why Walking Dead was such a phenomenal show, and it felt the same way. Yes, there were zombies, but it was a lot about interaction between the two main characters and kind of surviving as well. 
the film, you know, the filming of it, I thought was well done. I think the only thing that on this one that was a little bit of a knock for me is that maybe there was a little bit more that could have been explained. But again, we have a movie here versus a series. But it did end well enough with some sort of completion and some sort of understanding of what happened, even though there was probably some unanswered questions there for me. But overall, I really just enjoyed it. Yes, it was not something that I would put in the same category as The Queen's Gambit. No, definitely not. Um, I did not rank mine in order, but it was something that I really just enjoyed a lot. I think when we reviewed this one, uh, whatever episode that was, I enjoyed it too. It was a good show. Not worthy of being my top five by a long shot, but it was good. It's one of the few zombie ones that we did see this year that we actually did enjoy because it did have a good story. The characters were good. The zombies were good. It wasn't like a reality Z, but uh, Alive was <laughs> That's good. not your top I, five, right? I, no, reality was, was my number one B. Right after Queen's Gambit. If gotcha. we did the not top five, Reality Z would be Ooh, my number one. You know, maybe maybe in 2021 <laughs> we're going to have to make this episode a little bit longer. I could definitely do not top five shows that I was forced to watch by Amy. I would, I would be – you know what? Doing the not top five is probably a lot easier than doing the top five. I already got two in my head, Reality <laughs> Z and whatever that movie Amy made us watch. That's number one for like for the next 10 years. Exactly. I could probably, That would probably be my number one in like 2030 of the worst Netflix show that I've ever seen. So bad. So what would you say one of your other episodes was for the top five? Amy, you want to go? Sure. So my fifth – was Never Have I Ever. And I loved this series. All of my top five, they're all series. I didn't have any movies or standalones. Never Have I Ever, I had talked about on the show, it was the story of this girl, Devi, and her father had passed away, and she's trying to return to normal high school life afterwards. She's being raised by a very strict mother. Um, She's trying to just reintegrate herself. It's about her family dynamic. It's about her friendships. It's about boyfriend stuff. Like it was, I loved this series. And like you said, like there are series that you fast forward through. There's a lot of stuff that I watch while I'm doing other things. Everything in my top five, I did nothing else while I watched. And this was (laughs) one that I just watched. And I, it was just a lighthearted, but still touching show. And I, Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed Never Have I Ever. So so this one was right outside my top five. So it was originally on my top ten, which we called down. So I, I could understand. It was a little bit of a coin flip, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it a lot as well. I thought that there was a realness to it, right? Yeah. And I think that was the thing that kind of made me enjoy it, is that there's this sort of feeling where it's a series, but you could kind of see mostly everything happening. Right. Which is what was enjoyable about it. I think sometimes when we see high school stuff, you think to yourself, well, there's no way or it's crazy or it's like this was just good in that sense of good characters really felt like you connected with with some of them and their, you know, kind of situations that they had going on. I enjoyed it as well. Not in my top five, but definitely enjoyable. I didn't watch it. I remember uh, the wife watching it, though, and she seemed to really much enjoy it. And I think I said that during the show. So, Yeah. Okay. All right, Diego. What do you got? My top five. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to cheat here. I have two because I couldn't narrow it down. No, dude. Come on, man. Don't do it. All right. So I'll pick pick one. one. I'll do How to Sell Drugs Fast online 
That was I... not part of this season. That was 2019, man. No, season two was this season. No, this remember, I clarified ones. this in our text chain Come last on, night. Man. Uh, well, good. Then I'll do the other one then. There you okay. go. Because I had that originally too until Amy put that rule out. Because I actually didn't have that rule. I had the seasons, but then when I she said that. I did not put that rule out. I thought season two came out this year, man. it was the rule. Wait, you asked the question, and then it made total sense. Okay. So I, I was on board with it. Okay. I could have sworn that came out. Season two came out this year. No, season two did, but the whole point did. is it has to be season one of the show. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So then I have Outer Banks. Oh, okay, that's my number five, by the way. Outer Banks was one of the, I would even call it the surprise of 2020 for me because Ooh. going into the show, I thought it was going to be some real cheesy, like teenage bop something that I was totally going to bash the first episode. And man, was I completely wrong. It was Goonies for my generation. It, it, it like, was, and, and that's what I would kind of put it as well. Is that So that was my top five, and that was the one I was having this toss-up um, for Never Have I Ever. But I, I picked Outer Banks because I think I liked that story in terms of that treasure hunting. Again, I like my series or stories to be a little bit more non- reality in terms of things outside of high school so this is one of those ones where the treasure hunting aspect was good the the only knock on this one is and why i would say if i did rank mine this would be probably the last one is that there was just a few times in it that i go Nah, i don't think so Nah, that's not the way that really would have turned out <laughs> it was very over uh, overdone at certain points the things that they survived or did but you know what it, it went entertaining with the story just like Goonies. And, and also the characters. The characters were very well done. I also, again, while it wasn't actually filmed in Outer Banks, I do have that connection being here in North Carolina and having been. I just, I, I did enjoy it. It was another one that was entertaining, like the Goonies reference on my list as well. Amy, was it on your list? It's not. It's one of my runners up. You know nothing. I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> But here's the thing, interestingly enough, there were some shows when I started thinking about 2020 that automatically came to mind. I forgot about Outer Banks until I downloaded my viewing history and then I was like, oh yeah, Outer Banks. And for me, that was kind of a clue that it maybe shouldn't be in my top five if Look, I didn't remember go. it. There you go. Good uh, job. No, way, so, way to give Damon ammunition here. Good yeah. job. So, okay, <laughs> so, job, Amy. so now you, have, you get to pick another one now, Amy. Okay, so my number four, I'm pretty sure the rest of my list is nothing that you guys have registered here, but my number oh four is Girl Boss. I loved Girl Boss. Um, I talked about I don't it even on remember. the show. Did you? I know. I did. I did. It's this woman, This like she's in her early 20s, I believe, late teens, Sophia, and she's like this total misfit. Her family keeps like, get a job, get a job, and she discovers that she has this passion for fashion, right? She goes to like a thrift shop, and she buys this really cool leather jacket, and then flips it on eBay, and makes hundreds of dollars with it after buying it for like seven bucks, and she's like, wait a minute, this could be a thing, and she becomes a businesswoman, and she starts her own business, Nasty Gal, and it's based on the founder of the Nasty Gal clothing line, Sophia Amoroso. Um, it was a great story. I loved it. I And I when I had talked about it, I had said I really love shows where somebody takes nothing and makes something out of it. I like people 
getting inspired and creating businesses and those types of things. I loved this. I loved this show. So Diego, what what I find interesting about Girl Boss is if you just type Girl Boss rankings on Netflix, just out of curiosity, it has two Rotten Tomato stars, by the way, and is ranked one of the worst shows from 2020. <laughs> I'm okay. just pointing that out. Just <laughs> saying. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even remember you talking. I don't even about remember show. the show. I had That's to Google okay. it to even remember about it. That's all right. I am hey, me, and I like what own. I like, and I don't care if other people like it or not. I I really enjoyed this show. Very much. I so. respect that. Thank gotta, you. Th- gotta st- stand strong, you. Amy. Don't let don't let D bully you. <laughs> I was just saying when I went to look it up, I was curious to like if it ever hit the rankings, and I just hit rankings. You know, yes, before Amy went to worst. actually go share that, I was like, she's gonna pick Boss Baby. I was close. I was like fifty percent right. I think Boss Baby's probably on her list, though. Boss but Baby did, did not premiere in 2020, guys. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's, okay, that's, so, so who's who's next? I think... Wh- how many do you have you. left? Is Wait, how many do you have left? Who, who has the most left? I have I, two left because we I already talked about the Queen's Gambit. I have three. Oh, God, Diego. That's, yeah. All right, so my next one, and it's actually going to... It's pretty cool because I think it comes out... The new season comes out this week or it even came out already. I don't know. I've been away, so I don't know. It's Transformers War for Cybertron. Oh, interesting. I, I, it's, it's the only animated show I have on my list. And I just... I was very worried about this show because... When you see the trailer, I wasn't sure how I was gonna like the like the animation part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, but it worked out. And I remember us talking about how like realistic the animation was, where they had like the chink in their armors or the the, the dent in it, and it looked really yeah. well. And the story was really well done. So part two came out, I think, this week. So I'm very excited to watch that. My son enjoyed it. The action's three? good. The story was good. I really enjoyed War for Cybertron. I thought they were on part three already, aren't they? Oh, man, then maybe I missed part two. I don't know. I have to go back. Like I said, I've been away, and we've been watching all these other shows, so I, I got I to gotta look up now. Can I, I get all the alerts? I don't, I don't think I'll have to look. I'll look right now. I, I mean, I could I could be wrong there, too. I, I was just I, – I didn't know. And, I and Damon, you watched curious. it, right? I did. I did. So, no, you, it looks like you're correct that Earthrise was out in um, today, actually. Oh, look see, at that. Good. So look at that, Diego. Yeah, I, I must have been just kept seeing the information for it pop up. So well, I, I'll continue that for you then. So for me, <laughs> thanks, Info and the Age of Wonder Beasts, all three seasons actually aired in 2020, amazingly enough. Okay. Yeah, so as everyone knows, that is definitely one of my favorite shows. I, I enjoyed watching with my daughter, so there was you know, that bond there as well. We still talk about it. I, again... While I felt that maybe season, the end-ish of season two into season three was not as strong as the first season, because it kind of gave me everything that I wanted again, right? That first season was phenomenal. It's still in my list. And it ended just like I said. That was that little sneak peek into the future. I enjoyed that. You kind of found out what happened to all the characters. The ending was okay in terms of what happened to Scarlamane and, and the, the characters. But I, I kind of wonder if maybe we'll also see something else in this world at some point. I'm not sure yet. Well, but didn't I we talk about that. Um, that they were going to do like a, another one just based off a different character? Like there was a rumor or something? Well, there's there's been nothing official. It is something that I'm sure that they would love to do and I think the world could support. Uh, you know, it was very 
I, I thought centralized in one area, right? The Earth is a large planet. There could be a lot of other stories to be told. But again, I like the whole story. I love the animation, love the characters, love the music. It was one of those shows that jumped out of nowhere and just surprised me. And season one just sucked me in. And I was glad to see that we, again, have the completion to the story. Loved it. Loved it. I, did. I would say I that's did. probably my number one if I had to rank them. I did. I enjoyed Kibo too. Definitely right up there with uh, Transformers. I love the story. I love the music. Uh, season one definitely was just so unique. But not on your list, was. huh? No, I like I like Transformers just because of the nostalgia. My son, I think, enjoyed it a little bit more, so I have that with it. Yeah, as isn't well. that interesting? I mean, I would say that that, like I said, the connection with my daughter and myself watching it, it also plays into yeah. what you think about your time watching a show. Yeah, he enjoys it. He, you know, he enjoys the whole battling and the crashing of the cars and all that. I mean, he mm-hmm. does that with his toys, so it's like we enjoy that. We have that in common. I grew up watching Transformers, so to have him watch it with me, uh, it's kind of cool. I like that. So I got I got two left on my list. What do you got, D and Amy? I got one. I got two. All right, go ahead, Amy. All right. So my number three was Lock and Key. I really enjoyed Lock and Key. I love Supernatural. I love a good mystery. I felt like this was all of it. It was based on a comic series. I love comic series. I loved the family dynamic between the people who lived in the house. I loved figuring out what the keys were, the matchstick key, the head key, the ghost key. There were, I This had everything that I wanted, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. it. I wouldn't say that it scared me per se, but it was paranormal, supernatural enough to draw me in because anything that's paranormal, supernatural, I'll give a try drew me in and then the characters and the story and the mystery and just how it all unfolded. I loved Lock and Key. I thought this was fantastic. So this was my number three pick. This was tough to leave off of my list. Agreed. But there was a few spots where I was just like, and and again, that fast forward button kind of came out. And I think that's the only reason I left it off. When it was good, it was good. But there was just a few slow parts that I was just like, okay, that kind of kept it off my list. But I did enjoy it as well. And Lock and Key, I think, was the first show we actually reviewed, just Damon and I, right? Yeah. So the first show, uh, I really enjoyed Lock and Key too, Amy. Uh, You know, I love this superhero fantasy world kind of thing. And Lock and Key was really dope. So I, I, I could see it being on your list. It was on my top 10 but okay i couldn't put it in my top five all right so my number three was street food latin america you know i had to put a food show up on my list i was starting to worry i had to it was definitely my favorite one out of all the food shows i watched you know it inspired us to make our own sausages here at home chorizo it inspired us to make the brazilian dish uh the fajuala i think it's called so I really enjoyed the street food, Latin America. I'm hoping they do another one somewhere else. Uh, maybe inspire me to make some more food. But definitely my favorite food show of the year, street street food, Latin America. Dope. Makes right. me hungry just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so Damon, what do you got? To number ones, right? Well, not number ones because my number one was Queen's Gambit. But oh, yeah, gotcha. and I didn't really rank mine in that order. Okay. So what, what do you, you got, got then, Damon? 
so the last one on my list is Alice in Borderland. It oh. surprised me in how much I enjoyed it. Wow. It was kind of everything that I wanted out of Maze Runner, Hunger Games, kind of all wrapped into one. There's this, this overall story that we have that we find out a little bit more about as the season progresses. It's kind of got this gaming vibe to it and these puzzles and, you know, trying to complete these certain tasks. But I think it's the overall mystery that keeps me invested in it and kind of trying to figure out what's going on with these people and how they ended up where they were. But each one of the little, again, games in the episodes were enjoyable. Like I said, there's there was... It's kind of like how I felt about the Hunger Games first two books rather than the last, well, mm-hmm. yeah, last one, because it was right there. There was, it's really just about gaming in the real world with death, as, <laughs> <laughs> right? If you mess up, you're dead. It, it's, yeah. it has that interest to it. And like I said, the overall story I found to be interesting, it's bloody. It's a little gory. I think it's funny because I told my mom that I enjoyed it and she was watching it, but it's not scary, but it could be gory scary because it's got that semi-realistic vibe-ish going on with it, right? Like, no one wants to be chased down and shot by an Uzi at the end of the day, right? That's just not something Probably you really not. want to happen. But again, I really love this. And while some may say that the acting dubbing wasn't the greatest, I could understand that. But the story keeps it all together. And this is based on a manga. And what I found is things that are kind of well thought out and well put together because there's already, let's say, something in place that's further along in the story. It it gives it that feeling of, okay, there's kind of knows what's going on. Kind of the antithesis of Lost, right? Where Lost is great. Love it, but there are some parts, right, that kind of wiggle around all over the place because Mm -hmm. they're kind of making up on the fly. Where this is something that's set in front of you. You know, we already have the manga way past where we're talking about filming. I thought it was well done. And and the special effects were very, very good, barring the tiger and panther, which (laughs) is very brief. And I think even the panther is better than the tiger because yeah, because it's dark though. Yeah, it's it's dark. dark. So the tiger's a little like. Yeah, Tiger's a little augmented reality feel-ish going on. And when he but punches like it, it. Oh, come on. <laughs> and my favorite part of it, like I said, was the fact, and I think like I said, this is it kind of goes back to this Hunger Games thing. I wish I could see 20 Hunger Games, right, instead of two. They actually showed some of the other games that were going on in a semi-long cutscene, which was awesome. Like, I love that. Like, where a lot of things, you know, a lot of different shows would just kind of tell you about them or say there was other games, kind of skip over them. This is the the new Battle Royale, which I don't know if you guys have seen, right? That's, again, something that I believe that the Hunger yeah, Games you pulled that. from. It's that but better, that but new. And I'm very excited to see where we go in Season 2 because the ending of Season 1 gave us just enough information to kind of make us feel that anticipation for the next season which is exactly what i'm looking for this is another one where i hope though that there's some sort of completion and that's sometimes what you find in ongoing mangas or comics or things like that where the story's not completed you know a la walking dead how does the show end and come to completion you know satisfactory i worry about that for this show so i hope that it's something that has a predetermined story arc 
that we'll actually see the completion of. Unlike the society, which is like the wor- the worst feeling. <laughs> One of my favorite shows that just gnaws at me every day to not know what happened there. And I agree. I think I mentioned on the show when we talked about Alice in uh, Borderland was the fact that it was a combination of the Hunger Games. And I even said it also had that feel of the movie Saw, like the Saw franchise, yeah. where it had like the traps and you had to figure out how to beat the traps. And it sometimes the answer was easier and you made it more complicated, like the the one scene with the, the bus. bus. Yeah. So and I, I do. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought I liked this way better than the other uh, movie that you mentioned, which was Alive. Alive. I know they're different kind of genres and things, but yeah. in terms of it being like a, a dubbed movie kind yes. of thing, I really enjoyed Alice um, a lot. Yeah, and the fact that they, they killed off characters. Yes. It, it sounds terrible to say that's good, but sometimes no one's safe. Good. Yeah. No, I Especially enjoyed that too. Like and this. I yeah. and I like the also the, the mystery, like who's behind this, why is it happening, and yeah. wanting to know that and i hope we get closer to that in season two i hope it doesn't drag out though and not just get repetitive that's my only fear for that Mm -hmm. so i don't know where they're gonna go amy do you want to give your last one on the list sure my number one was emily in paris another one that was panned by a lot of people but then other people (laughs) loved it stand i love strong amy yeah i loved it it's you know emily she's this 20 something year old american who has to move to Paris for a job. She doesn't speak French. She has to bring the American point of view to this marketing firm. It's about her finding her way in France. It's about her and the business and being really good at what she does, but overlooked because she's young, because she's American. It's about her relationships and the relationships that she builds there. I thoroughly love this show. This is one that I sat down and did nothing else until I finished because I just enjoyed it that much. So Emily in Paris is my number one. There was just, there was just something about the character of Emily that, you know, the people were so nasty to her and she maintains this positive attitude and there's all these roadblocks that keep being put in her way as to why she's not going to be able to succeed in the job and yet she just kind of effortlessly goes around them and and finds ways to be successful and you can see these people who work in the office with her trying to not ignore her success but kind of downplay the success and yet she gets more widespread attention because of it and eventually they can't and i just thought it was such a good show and again i've never been to france so a lot of the kickback that people had was it doesn't accurately represent paris great i've never been there i have nothing to compare it to i just loved it for the story i loved it for the fashion oh my gosh the clothes that she wore ridiculous um i i loved it for the relationships i thought all of the characters were interesting and i liked how this was one of those shows that spent time developing the side characters so that it wasn't just it was emily and all these people that she interacts with but it was all of these people in paris who were interacting with each other we just happened to know the most about emily so emily in paris was my number one it was it was lighthearted. It was easy to watch. It was one I didn't have to think too much about, but it also wasn't just brain candy where there was no substance to it. I thought there were deeper parts to it as well. And Emily in Paris, number one. 
Okay. All right. All right. Again, that was another show the wife watched, and she, she did enjoy it as well. I don't know how much she enjoyed it, if it would be her top, but she definitely did enjoy it. So my last one on the list, it's my number two on my list, is Down to Earth with Zac Efron. It was that documentary where Zach mm. and um, the other nutritional guy went around the world to different places. And they went to Europe. They went to South America, the rainforest, you know, just they went to Iceland to, to look at all like the thermal reactor or thermal energy that they're using. Just seeing how different places around the world are making the most out of what they have and what kind of improvements are making to the environment, to nutrition, to the way of life. You know, they went to Italy where they have the, this town where the people, it's like, it's, I think it's called, it's like a blue label town where people live to a hundred. A lot of people live to a hundred. They went to France to see like the, what are they doing to uh, make their water quality better and how they get free water, purified free water to all their citizens or the, or it's even seltzer water. So it's just, it was such a really good show. It even made me have to buy the $16 bar of chocolate. Cause I wanted to taste what it was from Iceland, but it was, it was so well done. I really hope they do another season for that, but it was so good. So, so good. All right. Probably my favorite documentary of the year. And you watched a lot. I did. I did watch a lot of documentaries. You're like the documentary was... person on the podcast. Documentary and food. That's me. Uh, yes, documentary and food. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so that's that's it. But uh, like I said, Queen's Gambit was my number one. But those were my five shows. I... Nice. And Damon, you already gave all yours, yeah? I feel like Damon already gave all of his. I think so he did. That that leads us into... <laughs> Amy's segment of... I just need to mention. I just... Wait, wait a second. Hold on. I, honorable I got... mentions. Listen, they I'm, do I'm honorable do... mentions ever, everywhere. We can I'm do an do honorable you, I'm mention. I'm do you one better, though. How about this? How about you can name your shows. First, let's start. We're going to go in two different, two different ways. So we're going to let Diego start first with shows that had a season in 2020 that would have made his list if not for the rule. Mm-hmm. So let's start there, Diego. Well, that's definitely how to sell drugs fast online. Uh, I Absolutely. thought that da- Damon, you recommended that show. Yep. And I think I watched season ones and two like as fast as you possibly could. Yep. Love so that good. Show. The character is so good, and you told it based on a real story, right? Which yeah. blew my mind. Of course. Uh, and I just it was so funny. It was funny. It had like suspense. It it had like WTF moments. It was really well done. I really, really, really enjoyed that show. Yep. All right. Any more of those? Because I have three more of those. I have some of those. So Virgin River. I loved Virgin River. Atypical. I fell into Atypical this this year, and I loved Atypical. Obviously, Cobra Kai. Um, One Day at a Time. When I found One Day at a Time over the summer, I was like, how did I miss this? Loved it. Alexa and Katie, which I can't say enough things about, which probably would have been my number one if, it hadn't premiered before 2020. Daybreak, I loved Daybreak and was sad to find out that it premiered in 2019. And then finally, Sabrina. Um, I just I love yeah. Sabrina. New episodes and come out tomorrow. I know, I, I can't wait. I'm gonna so, throw one more, Amy, that you, sorry how, how to cut you Daybreak off. How did Daybreak make that list? It premiered in 2019, there wasn't a new season of it in 2020. Oh, maybe I just watched it in 2020. <laughs> you know, these people can't follow any rules put out in front of them. <sighs> Amy, I'm going to add one to your list that I know you missed. Uh, Umbrella Academy. 
Oh can, yes, Umbrella Academy. I didn't Academy. even watch that. Like, I, you know, I actually I deleted a bunch of stuff after we were talking about the rules that Damon wanted us to follow, and that was on my list. So yes, Umbrella. Academy. How is Damon going to tell us to follow the rules when he doesn't even watch the shows that we're supposed to watch for some of our main episodes? I mean, it's true. It's really true. <laughs> You guys watch terrible shows sometimes. I can't help that. It's funny. All the shows that I dipped out on didn't seem to make anyone's list, though, did they? Well, that's just my stuff that premiered. Yeah. For, I have other things to say. All right. Well, hold on. So we're just doing shows that were in 2020, even mm-hmm. though you already broke the rule anyway. So how to sell drugs online fast, obviously. Cobra Kai is tough because, right, but we'll leave it on the list for because it did come out in 2020 on Netflix. The Hollow Season 2, not bad. Not bad. Mm. I mean, I, I enjoyed it enough to, to put it there. And Big Mouth, I kind of like that show. Not going to lie. I kind of like it. So I would say those are other ones that had, you know, 2020 seasons come out, not necessarily the first season, though. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So and what I about like shows that debuted but uh, so didn't I make had, it? So I had some runners up. I had some runners up. So first I had some reality stuff and I don't talk. I, I think most of the reality things that I watched, I watched before I joined the podcast. I think a lot of them actually came out in the spring before there was a podcast. I loved love is blind. I loved cheer again, maybe came out in 2019. Don't know. Um, I love my, my kids and I, we loved the circle. I enjoyed the circle. My husband and I laughed all the way through Tiger King. And then I did mention on the podcast Selling Sunset, all six of the, all five of those were reality shows. And I'm not really a big reality show person, but those were five that I watched and totally caught my attention. And I was kind of transfixed by, so I had those. That's reality. Then I have just my regular runners up, the ones that didn't make my top five, but were ones that immediately came to mind when we started talking about having a top five show and I didn't have to be reminded of them by downloading my history. So, the and interestingly, I watch a lot of kids' shows, but the only two that made the list will be no surprise would be Spirit, the episodes of Spirit that debuted in 2020 and the episodes of Boss Baby. So you kind of mentioned Boss Baby before, but Dash and Lily would be a runner up for me. Grand Army would be a runner-up for me. This uh, Sweet Magnolias, October Faction I watched this year, and I really enjoyed. Ragnarok was awesome. Just last episode, I talked about The Mess You Leave Behind. I super enjoyed that. Get Even. I really liked Get Even, although it was one of those high school ones where I was like, "Eh." Teenage Bounty Hunters I really enjoyed. Home for Christmas. I can't get a premiere date on when that started because it keeps saying December 2020, but I know that's season two, even though I keep Googling season one. Outer Banks was one of my runners up. And then I couldn't put this in my top five because I still have two episodes to go, but I have a feeling if I finished it um, or when I finish it, it may very quickly move into the top five, but I am watching Bridgerton and loving every second of it. My wife started watching that on the car ride back from Kentucky, and she was laughing. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be a funny show, but she was laughing a lot. So, oh, there's, uh, there's some humor to it, absolutely. So she seems to enjoy it as well. Yeah. The only, the only other show that I had, but you already mentioned it, was Tiger King. That was mm-hmm. something that, you know, we were at home watching Netflix, and that was the the talk of the town. Mm-hmm. And once we started, we couldn't believe our eyes of the debacle that it was, and we just 
couldn't stop watching. But right. it was highly, highly entertaining. Yes. And I like tigers, so well, I, I actually, I actually went to one of the not the Tiger King's one, but the one that's in uh, Ohio. I forget his name. The Wildlife Inc. Maybe thing. Okay. And I saw the tigers there. Right. So did you pet them though? Yeah, I got to play with the little cubs. Okay. I didn't know that it was frowned upon and all that, but um, I got to play with the cubs and they seemed happy. It was cool. All right. Damon, is there anything that you had as a runner-up? No, just, again, I tried to adhere to the rules as much as possible. So, no, (laughs) I'm good now. Thank you. Listen, in 2021, when you say you're going to watch a show, you better adhere to you watching that show. Hey, so so that brings up a valid point. So I think that what we're going to do is we're going to try a a few different formats and kind of see where we land. So we'll see how this, you know, kind of works for us. The next episode, we'll be covering one show. So we're going to keep a lot of our segments, but I think that for the spoiler section, we're going to try to do a little bit more in-depth of coverage. So, you know, maybe we'll do a little bit of research. We'll know a little bit more about the show, which is difficult when there's more than one, sometimes three. And we're going to try that as a format. And then we're going to try as another format where there's going to be no spoilers, but we're going to give recommendations. And maybe we'll even put them in some sort of order and then, you know, our regular format that we keep. And we're kind of curious to see how people interact with each one of those different formats and kind of what that means to us going forward, which may be something that, you know, we can flip flop between as the year goes on as well. Yeah, I like absolutely. I like it. I like the idea. 2021, you know, try some new things, see if we can get some more listeners. I like yeah. it. Hopefully Damon actually enjoys more shows. And then when well, we're I think December. it will be a lot easier when there's just one show to watch in depth. <laughs> Well, I think that will make it easier for you, but for those of us who enjoy watching a variety of shows... Hey, we're not stopping you from watching them shows. Those shows, they'll just be in the segment of non-spoilers. So you'll be able to talk about how much you love them, especially you not adhering to the rules. It'll probably be a show from 2018 that you watch, but that's okay. (laughs) But we just won't go in-depth. It'll be a segment. It'll be Amy's rule-breaking segment. Oh, I like it. Yeah, you can have your own rule-breaking segment. (laughs) But that will allow us to kind of deep dive into some shows because you know the the question is is that if there's a show that you really like and especially if it's a series are we covering it in enough enough depth right gosh i could have talked about each episode of alice in borderland even though that maybe wouldn't have been a show that we would have picked but i I would have liked to have talked about each one of the episodes and each one of the things that happened in episodes so let's see how 2021 goes with all of that sounds good and that doesn't mean even though amy did ask this wonderful question it doesn't mean that we're going to stay away from movies it just means that if we pick a movie, we're going to talk about it a little bit more. I like it. I like it. You guys got anything else to add? Or are no. we done for 2020? We we're are done, for, done 2020. for 2020. All right. As always, everyone, thank you for listening. Please check out the Facebook page, the Instagram page. Download, subscribe, leave some comments, leave some suggestions, leave some criticism of Damon. Uh, whatever you want to do, you know, just uh, give us a listen. Thank you so I much. Built a I hope podcast you... on criticism of myself. Uh, no, just criticize Damon. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our shows during 2020. We look forward to seeing you guys and hopefully listen to listening to us in 2021. Have a happy New Year's. We'll see everyone next year. Bye. Just a disclaimer here, no members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by Netflix, nor do they have any business ties with the Netflix corporation. 
This podcast for entertainment purposes only and all Netflix news and information that is shared is simply what these three yahoos found online.